bet some of you were uh, sitting out there wondering as 2018 came to a close. You were, you were wondering to yourselves, I wonder, I wonder what song Sam is going to play in with to start 2019. Like his first show of 2019, what song is he going to pick? Because I know you all care so much about my choices. I have you all in anticipation week after week with my intro and exit songs. I know I know that's just how some of you just that's how you mark your week. It's before you knew my intro song and after. And so you you turn on the radio uh, if you're listening to this live it's 6 a.m. and you're getting ready to start your day Monday morning with the Lions Den and and the first song you hear from from us in 2019 is Hurricane by Bob Dylan. I'm I don't know, I'm curious how you guys feel about that. It's there's there's a weird choice. I could have done better songs. Uh the song it's good. It's a good song, but it's it's way too long. Like why did why why did it need to be like it's eight minutes and thirty three seconds. The song came out in nineteen seventy six. Like that do you know how much work must have gone in to recording an eight and a half minute song in 1976, and and it's it's hurricane. And you know it's good, it's fine, but it's 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 just a uh, I don't know. It's, I only picked it um, because it's the intro song for Days Confused uh, for the Emporium scene. McConaughey and his homies are walking into the high school hangout and. Hurricane is is what's playing in the air, and it's just it, it's just a, such a cool image. It was just it's just McConaughey being peak McConaughey, you know, pushing the doors like he owns the place, and you you can tell that they feel like they're important because the Hurricane is playing. Like that's that's what makes them feel like this is their like it's their moment. This is their here and now, uh, and I just I just wonder like if that would have. Uh, the same effect now. Like I like what? What if that was your song? What if you needed that song in order to walk into a building? And that means anytime you go to the bank, before you walk into the bank, you have to pull out your phone and your portable speaker because you need to make sure everybody hears it. Uh, and you you walk in and you just start playing "Hurt." Here comes the story of a hurt. and like and. Like they probably assume you're robbing the bank. That's what would happen. Uh, <laughs> what if? Uh, what if every? What if you took a movie, set it off, and every scene where they're robbing a bank, anytime right before Queen Latifah or J. Pinkett Smith comes kicking into a bank with uh, guns blazing, and the song that's playing is "Hurricane" by Bob Dylan. That'd be. Wow, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I'm excited to see that. Somebody's got to make that happen, or I will. Uh, let's get let's get together. Let's collaborate on that. Hey, guys, this is Implied Company's The Lion's Den. I'm your host, Sam Lyons. Uh, very excited to be coming back over the waves to you guys in the new year. It's 2019. You made it. You actually made it. 
you survived. Uh, and that's great. We're very glad you did. Very happy to be with you guys uh, this year. Yeah, how was, how was your happy new year? My new year was, I don't know. I brought in the new year uh, watching a South Park documentary just ab about how they make episodes of South Park in six days. Uh, and it was cool. It was interesting to kind of see how their process goes. It, it made me very uh, anxious because it, a big part of it highlights on like procrastination and waiting until the last minute. Like they're getting episodes turned in to the station four hours before they're supposed to air. Like that's the kind of timeline they're working with. And I'm such a procrastinator myself that it just, oh, it made me so, oh, I don't like thinking about it. Uh, but it, it's, it's amazing. I, I'm not a big, I don't know, I'm not a big South Park fan, like in general. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't love it. Uh, but it's, you know, it's interesting. I think it's, it's definitely like impressive that they've been doing what they've been doing for so long. And then to see that they do it in just six days was, that was, that was cool. So that was how I, uh, just brought in the new year. Just me and a friend watching South Park documentaries. Uh, yeah. And then watched an awful show. You, there's a show on Netflix uh, it's called You. It's got uh, Penn Badgley from Gossip Girl fame. That's right, Dan from Gossip Girl. Uh, you've heard Chris here uh, spoil the show multiple times. But So this show, You, on Netflix, got Penn Badgley and some girl from uh, Pretty Little Liars. I don't know. And I've never seen Pretty Little Liars, so I'm not positive what her name is. I'm just going to pull that up. Uh, but it's it's a it's a real bad show. Uh, but I've I've watched the entire thing twice. It's uh it, it was developed for Lifetime, and then turfed off to Netflix to die. Uh, yeah, it's uh Shay Mitchell from Pretty Little Liars apparently, and uh man it's it's. Bad, but I watched the whole thing twice. It's it's ten hours of show, and I, I watched it two times through, just trying to figure out why, like like how it it happened. Like it's 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 supposed to be about Penn Badgley is a uh, stalker. He's a he's a like twenty seven year old bookstore manager in Brooklyn, uh, and he is a stalker. And that, like that's it's it's just it just shows him just following this girl uh, back and inserting himself into her life. He meets her in the bookstore and uses the credit card receipt to find out her social media and address and just starts following her and just becoming part of her life. And it's really it's supposed to be like it's got some good lessons in it. Like uh, it, it's definitely a reminder to watch the privacy status uh, of your social media accounts. All her all her accounts are set to public, and so he's just able to glean all this information off her life without even having any social media himself. Uh, so just be if you want to, if you're gonna have a public profile, be careful of the information that you put out there. Like you don't you, you don't need your address all over Facebook and Twitter. You don't you don't need that. Pe you know the, people knowing the neighborhood 
you live in is, is good enough. They don't need to know your address and zip code and the last four of the zip code. Because um, that was supposed to be the, I think, was supposed to be the overlying message of the show was, you know, be careful who you trust. But honestly, it, it came out seeming more pro-stalking to me. Like it was apologetic. We're supposed to sympathize with Pin Badgley's character Joe. Uh, we're supposed to we're supposed to feel for him. He's a, he's a psycho stalker. I, I'm not going to tell you everything he does because I don't. I think you should all experience like experience it like I did. Um, but yeah, you 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 you're supposed to come off. It feels like feeling bad for the stalker. I don't like that. I don't want to feel bad for the stalker. That was weird. Uh, it's it's interesting. That that's one of the weird things about uh, Netflix just becoming so popular and it's become such a powerhouse in the, in the past few years like all the with all, all the original programming really taking off is that we are just getting all of it like anything Netflix it's it's like you're getting four networks worth of TV basically with their with their original programming so any it's it's like any half gassed idea like that is pitched at Netflix they're gonna be like go ahead give us eight episodes and we'll just see what happens and they just do it they just make these things and just put them out there and then we have to experience them like it's the it, Netflix it, it's great because it gave us it gave us Bloodline uh, and, and Black Mirror but you know it also uh, it also gave us uh, Between that weird uh a, a Canadian show about a small town being quarantined and everybody over the age of 22 dies. Like, net, like in Netflix, we can just do both of those. They just made, like they just they just made a movie called Bird Box Engine, which is like here, they take it. You know, it's not. I don't know. That's not fair because that was a a book first. Uh, I'm getting off subject here. The point is that you uh, is on Netflix. It was a dumpster fire. But I watched the whole thing, so I, I feel it's only fair that I let you know about it. Uh, and it's getting the second season, apparently. It's really, it's weird. I'm just confused. I don't know how they're going to do anything with it. Uh, so they kind of pulled me in. I don't know. Maybe I just, maybe I do enjoy trash TV. Like maybe I, I don't know, I've been on, I've had myself on such a high horse. Because I watch ooh, Game of Thrones and Wire and Soprano. But, you know, I still, I watched... I watched all of this. I watched the entire thing twice. So, that's go ahead and give it a shot. See what you think about. It. Let me know if I'm wrong. Look, maybe I'm just. I, I've read like five reviews of it. And they've all just been praising. It's got like a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So maybe I'm missing something. So why don't you guys out there uh, listen to you, watch you uh, on Netflix, and just tell me if I'm an idiot. You know, text in, come in, and tell me why I'm an idiot. We'll do it. We'll do a live show and. You can come on and we'll just let everybody berate me for it. That can be something. That's my resolution for 2019 is to uh, be harassed on online. Not, don't harass me. Uh, I'm very sensitive. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Bird Box, actually, I, I did watch Bird Box last week. That was, that was pretty good. Everybody, I don't, I don't get why everybody has like such strong opinions about it i know i'm not the first person to say that but it was uh it was fine it was an interesting movie it was, it was interesting uh concept it's not it's not the happening um it's similar to the happening it, it, it's 
you got some, you know, comparisons can be made, but it's not just like a complete, it's much better than the happening. Uh, cause we, we don't have, it's, there's no Mark Wahlberg. So that's a, always a plus, but yeah, trade, I'll trade Mark Wahlberg for Sandra Bullock any day of the week. It's cool to see her working, doing things, uh, just doing things that aren't the blind side. Like I'm excited that this year, in 2019, when people talk about Sandra Bullock, they're not going to be talking about the blind side. It'll be something new. But, yeah, Bird Box was – it was. In, go ahead, give it a watch. It was, it, was, it was pretty cool how they did it. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't, but I don't think you'll – like, you're not going to – it's better than it's better than the show you. Uh, Bird Box beats you for 2018. That's my official hot take. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it, it'll be fine. It'll be interesting. I don't know. What are you going to – What's your res- what are your resolutions for 2019? Do you do resolutions? Do you have any any plans or any goals this year? What's going to be? Will the will the government open back up before the year's over? It's, I don't know if this this is playing on. Uh, January seventh. So I don't, I don't I hope well, not. Hopefully, I, I hope the government opens back. Uh, do I? I guess I don't know. But if, if the government is still shut down, then it we're, then it's it we we started twenty nineteen with no government. We're a lawless wasteland. What are we gonna do with it? Uh, let's see if it's back up and running, so we can get some people back out to the arch and other national landmarks. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. to the federal government. It's going to be, I don't know, 2019 is going to be interesting one. I'm excited for it. Uh, 2018 was a was a weird year. A lot of things happened. A lot of good, a lot of bad. It was very, 2018 was was a life year. Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting. You know, there's a lot of, lot of ups and downs. Of course, you know, lost my dad. Uh, last March, so I'll be coming up on a year here soon. That's kind of how the year kicked off for me. Uh, relationship ended, you know, some work stuff ended. Uh, but also a lot of good stuff happened. I'm, I'm, I had a lot of great opportunities, uh, a lot of awesome experiences. Got to do a lot comedy wise. Uh, hosted. Two weekends uh, at Helium Comedy Club here in St. Louis. I got to do two weekends at a, a professional comedy club, hosting for uh, touring comedians Taylor Williamson uh, back in May, and uh, JP Sears in September. And those were just, it was just such uh, an amazing uh, opportunity to get to do that. So grateful for those chances. Uh, looking forward to hopefully getting some more work like that. Uh, this year, it's just, you, you know, this 2018 was a year uh, I, I just, fo- I, I learned more uh, about comedy as uh, as a business and as a craft, uh, so so just getting to work those weekends was great, thankful everybody at Helium for helping me get there, everybody that helped me on that path, uh, it, it's been a good year, uh, started the Yours, Mine, and Ours showcase with Meredith Hopping, and been doing that every month since March, our monthly comedy showcase, and that, that's just been so interesting. Learning how to, you know, produce and learning how to book comics, and trying to figure out, you know, lineups and who works well with who, and what the, what the order should look like. It's a it, it's it's a lot of work, so I'm very 
very blessed to have uh, somebody like Meredith to work on that with, and it's just been been great getting to do uh, that show together. Uh, it's not the only show we've got together. Uh, we also had that successful run at Late Night Live. Uh, working with Improv Shop on that, Katie Nunn and Jamie Crock, Corey Boothby, and all, all of our staff writers. Just every every. If you didn't, man, if you didn't go see Late Night Live during its run at the Improv Shop, then that's just I'm, I'm sad. It was it was just so amazing. Just getting together week after week with this talented, which is ridiculously talented group of people, and just getting this just turn out. You know, content was uh, amazing. We, we had great guests on that show throughout the run, and just just uh, learning how to you know, it was a it's a late night live was a live talk show at the Improv Shop main stage. Uh, we did it host and co-host style. We had guests come on. We had different uh, segments and uh, care you know you know desk bits that. We would do desk pieces and guest comedians would come on and do sets for us. And it was just so fun. We got to delve into such weird stuff, sketch-wise, video, and the games we play. We did we, we did an entire uh, guest character around the concept of uh, a, a professor, uh, a black professor who specializes in cinema and claims that uh, the notebook is the opus, the the pinnacle of black cinema in America. And he, he makes like an entire argument uh, in support of this theory uh, to, to me. It was me and Corey Boothby. And it was just, it was just so much fun. Uh, we had Mo Burns playing that professor, uh, local improver here in St. Louis and it was just it was just so interesting taking these you know ideas these dumb ideas just like hey what if there was a a black professor who you know con- confused uh, black movies with the notebook and and then just turning that from just like a, a, a dumb thing I said at a writer's meeting and turning it into a full script and then acting out on stage. It's just that, that feeling of, of creating something was amazing. And, and just getting to do that week after week with Late Night Live I, I was such a great experience. Really hoping that that uh, happens again for us here in 2019. That's, that's, a, that's a goal for 2019 is to get another run of Late Night Live going. Uh, so you guys can keep seeing that fantastic content, and we'll, we'll see what we can do with that. So with that, with yours, mine, and ours, uh, we've got moving over to TikTok Tavern slash Steve's Hot Dogs uh, over in Tower Grove East. We're very excited to be bringing that show to a new location. Had a great run with Gazelle in 2018, but interested to see where the new year and the new venue takes us so please come and and check it out that first show will be uh thursday january 17th still rocking with the third thursday vibe don't ever forget it uh please come and join us and let's start the year off right and we'll have that details of that lineup out for you very soon uh 2018 was the year that i started with impolite company and that's been great getting to do the lines didn't hear with you guys on Mondays has been just so amazing. 
getting to join that team, this team with you know Chris Sear and Yale Hollander on Alicia Coker. I know you can hear Chris live uh, 6 a.m. Tuesday through Thursdays for Impolite Company Classic. And then you get Yale on Alicia on Fridays for the Wind Down Friday. And it's, it's just you know awesome seeing how this team works together. Looking forward to continuing to uh, building the brand and kind of just fine-tuning the content and just bringing you guys a, a great show every week. So I've so much enjoyed being part of this team. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed listening in 2018. Hope you keep listening in 2019. Uh, 2019 is a new year, but we've still got all the same great sponsors. Take a minute to give them a shout-out. Uh, make sure you go check out The Crow's Nest in Maplewood at 7336 Manchester. Uh, open every day of the week. Go in there. Just just hit up that bar. It's such a, such a cool spot to be in. I'm a big fan of the patio over there and, of course, the drinks. Uh, just great bartenders bringing you everything you need. Uh just go in and check it out. You can go in for the weekend, Saturday and Sunday for the Metal Brunch. They've got a delicious menu. Go check out that kitchen. Uh, on Wednesdays, you can go over there and uh, check out the Wild Card Open Mic uh, with Chris and JC Sabala. Weekly Open Mic for comedy that you can go be a part of. Go sign up and, and, and give it a shot or just go and just watch how comics work to their jokes and, and have a great drink at the... Crow's Nest over there, 7336 Manchester and Maplewood. Big love for them. Uh, you can also, if you're over in Bevo, head on over to Taco Circus at 4258 Schiller. It's right there at Schiller and Morganford, uh, just just right near the Bevo Mill. And it's, what what can, what can you say about it? It's taco. Uh, it's a circus. It's, it's not just tacos. You can get all types of great food there. It is authentic Austin, Texas-styled Mexican food. But in South St. Louis, so it, you know it's, it's like if you're like, hey, I'm 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 hungry for something new today, man. I, I wish I could get some food from a different place. Like, I wish we'd go to just Austin and grab lunch. And then your friend says, well, we can go to Austin and and, and get lunch. And you're like, well, no, we're in St. Louis. That's like that's a long journey. It's got to be at least like 14, 15 hours. Like we can't just go to Austin for lunch. And then your friend's like, trust me, man, we can go to Austin for lunch we'll, we'll, I'll drive it's like, all right well yeah you got to drive because I need an oil change before I do anything like that and so then lunchtime comes around and you guys go ahead you hop into his uh, 07 Sentra and you, you get on the road and you think you're gonna head towards the interstate and he is uh, headed towards South City and you're like hey man what are you doing and he's like trust me man, we're going to Austin and you guys pull up to Taco Circus and you're like well this isn't Austin, this is this is just this is a, it's a restaurant. It's like it's a great restaurant. It's 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 gonna taste like Austin, man. Then you get in there and you order your tacos and your circus. You're like, I don't think this is gonna taste like Austin, man. But it, I'm sure it'll still be good. And you bite into it. It's like, oh my god, I'm in Austin. That's it's authentic Austin, Texas style Mexican food right here in St. Louis. It's Taco Circus at 4258 Schiller. Uh, you can go enjoy them. Uh, Wednesday through Monday, so check them out. And then you know we've got the Fortune Teller Bar at 2635 Cherokee, right here in the Cherokee Business District. Uh, great spot to be. You can go in and get yourself a nice drink. Uh, they've got specialty cocktail cocktails with uh, 
in-house bitters. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna love what's over there, and you can you can get yourself a nice drink, and you can just kind of enjoy the decor of the room. Or if you're there for a purpose, you know, it's the new year. You're trying to get things started off right. You want to know what this year has in store for you. You can get your fortune told at Fortune Teller Bar. They will do. Uh, they do tea leaves. They do tarot cards, palm readings. They can. They will tell you what 2019 is going to look like for you, or they'll tell you, you know, something different. Uh, but you know, it'll, it'll. But they can you can get your fortune told while you enjoy a nice cold one and just and just enjoy the area that is Cherokee. It's it's the uh, Fortune Teller Bar, 2635 Cherokee. Uh, and then Crow's Nest in Maplewood and Taco Circus uh, over in Bevo Mill. Go check out all of our great sponsors. So what's 2019 going to bring for you? What are your... Some new experiences you're going to have this year. I am going... Uh, when this comes out, I will have gone to my first hockey game. That's right. Going to go see the Blues play. The Nationals. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. I don't, I've never been to a hockey game. I've never... Watched one on TV. Uh, I played the NHL PlayStation game when I was like 9 or 10, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so it's, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm um, hoping there will be some fights because isn't like that's the point of the sport, isn't it? So I don't know. And it just, it just when I see hockey, I'm like... See, I'm really hoping to be like in TV or in movies. Like, there's always uh, the main characters are having some important conversation at the hockey game, and there's a you know, crowd of people around them. They're all screaming, screaming at the men, beating each other with sticks, and then there's just two characters having like a life or death, you know, meaning of everything uh, conversation. And that's like that's my goal. That's what I want. I, I want to be that that character in this in this movie. Like, I want people. I want people to be at the hockey game, and to see me just having a serious conversation, and I'm just gonna be like, why is he, he, like, why, why, why would he even come to this game if he's not even gonna, he's not even cheering, he's not even, he's not, even, he's a, he's a, a Blues fan, he's not even wearing a jersey. I don't even have, a, I don't have a, I don't have a Blues jersey. I'm not gonna get one. That sounds like money. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see if I will be the only uh, black person there. I, that's. One stereotype I'm I'm interested in seeing if it's right or wrong. I, I don't know. That's actually honestly I just I hope I just go and have a I hope I have a great time. I hope that I've I've never watched a single play of hockey on TV or anything. I hope I don't know anything about it. I hope that I go there tonight. I hope I walk into the Enterprise Center and I go to my seat and I sit there and I just watch the periods. And I just watch the periods and I am just I walk out just the biggest hockey fan in the world. I want to. I want to bleed St. Louis Blue, and this night is over. I want to, you know, join uh, fantasy leagues and and chat rooms and message boards. I want to get into angry Twitter arguments uh, with the assistant coaches about what they need to do in running the offense. I don't know. I don't. I just hope. I want hockey. I need a new hobby. I want hockey to be my new hobby. I think that'll just be. Uh, interesting thing. I know it's probably not what's gonna happen. I uh, pro- I'll probably fall asleep halfway through the second period, and I'm gonna wake up uh, cheering for the other team as they make the game-winning goal. That seems more likely. 
uh, to me than becoming a diehard fan. Like, I'll probably go and I'll sit in my seats on the Blues side of the stands and the team's the Blues. So they'll be wearing, it's not blue, it's not hard to identify St. Louis's team. And I'll watch, I'll watch them the whole time and I will just still just always cheer the wrong time. Just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, uniforms don't work for me. Uh, but it's going to be a fun time, and hopefully next week I'll have interesting stories about what happened. Let's see. So, oh, this Friday, uh, January 11th, I will be performing on uh, Coffee Break with Yale Hollander, who you can catch here on Friday mornings uh, with Aunt Lisa Coker for the wind down. So I will be on his showcase, Coffee Break, uh, this Friday, 8 p.m. at the Monocle. Uh, we're on 4510 Manchester. Um, doing a set there. We're also going to have John Vinagoni and Angela Smith, uh, two very funny St. Louis comedians here. It's going to be a great time. Uh, you can get tickets in advance, $7. Uh, you can get those online, or you can pay $10 at the door day of the show. Whichever way you do it, uh, in advance or at the door, make sure you come. Coffee break. Uh, it's been such a fun show to watch. It's been great. Yale just takes, uh, you know, such a, a passion in producing this show. He really puts his, uh, his, his, all of his energy into it, and it shows month after month. I've never had a bad time uh, at Coffee Break, and I guarantee you will not either. So come out there this Friday, January 11th, 8 p.m. at the Monocle. Uh, tickets are online, $7, or you can pay $10 at the door, and it's going to be at 8 p.m. It's uh, me, John Vinagoni, Angela Smith. And hosted uh, by Yale Hollander. So, hope to see you there. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Let's see. Um, oh, I'm very uh, grateful that this isn't a live episode so that nobody was able to text me and call me out for saying the Nationals earlier when I definitely meant to say the Capitals, the Blues, are going to be playing the Washington Capitals. Uh, but I don't know. That I, I could be embarrassed about that, but honestly, you guys are lucky that I even know Nationals is a team name. I, I, I didn't realize it was the baseball team, but Nationals Capitals feels close to me. I guess I'm not a. I don't know these these tickets are probably wasted on me, but it's gonna be a good time. I think. Uh, let's see, scrolling through the timeline, seeing what else is going on. So, oh, there we go. Now we're talking. Uh, looks like they are working on turning The Notebook into a musical. Uh, Going to be Ingrid Michaelson will be uh, doing the composition. Not sure who that is. Apparently she was in uh, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 on Broadway. And now she's going to be working on The Notebook. Uh, that's I'm here for that. I, honestly, I never thought of myself as the... Broadway type, but yeah, I'd go. Uh, I'd, I'd shell out that kind of cash to see the Notebook on stage. I'm not really sure how that works as a musical, uh, but it'll be fun. Something to look forward to in 2019. Uh, also, we have Jordan Peele's new movie coming out in March. It's called Us. Uh, it's going to be another thriller, kind of like uh, Get Out, but different, of course. 
Let's see, yeah, a mother and father take their kids to their beach house expecting to enjoy time with friends, but their serenity turns to tension and chaos when some visitors arrive uninvited. I saw this trailer. Uh, I watched it at four in the morning and had to just turn on all the lights. It really creeped the hell out of me. Uh, so it's, it's this man, it's, it's family, uh, so I know uh, Lupita uh, Nyong'o's in it, Elizabeth Moss, uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen. And so it's a family uh, going down to the beach, and they encounter this strange force, like these strangers that look just like them. That's, what, that's why it's called Us, but in the whole movie just seems to be them fighting against the imposters or us, whatever you want to call them. So it's kind of like... I know, maybe it's got a vibe of, like, uh, Get Out meets The Strangers kind of thing going on. Looks like there's going to be a home invasion. I don't know. It's super creepy. Uh, they use a really weird but really cool remix of uh, I Got Five on it in the trailer. That was that was dope. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be coming out March 15th. That'll be a good spring break time movie. Not that I, I don't know why I still operate off of a school calendar like that thing about things like spring break uh but yeah us coming up march 15th should be fun and then also this year we'll have uh it chapter two coming out follow up to 2017's uh remake or reimagining uh september 6th that's coming up man that's god that's a while to wait Oh, it's going to be real good. James McAvoy as um, Adult Bill. And Jessica Chastain as Adult Beverly. Damn, that's going to be a good time. Uh, Bill Hader as Richie Tozier. Man, I'm not really sure who the other people are. I'll keep looking at their uh, credits, who else they've been in. But yeah, it Chapter 2. It's going to be a good time. Looking forward to that. September 6th. Should be a lot of good movies coming out this year. Hoping to see a lot of good movies this year. Uh, watch some good shows. I, th- I think one of my goals this year, I want to knock out some more shows that like I should have seen by now but haven't. Last year, I was able to knock out uh, The Wire and Silicon Valley and you know, shows that I should have like had to see, but you know, popular ones. And so... Uh, right now I'm working on Dexter. Uh, I'm right in the thick of season four. If you're familiar, uh, it's the season of the Trinity Killer. And if you are familiar, then hopefully you agree with me. Dexter, uh, Dexter goes on a journey. That show goes from really great early on, uh, to kind of just slowly downhill and kind of just gets a little more ridiculous season after season which you know I on one hand I kind of get a show about a serial killer but uh, you know you can only take that so far it's a serial killer who's living a normal life like Dexter is but it's I don't know it's weird they they keep trying to build personal relationships between Dexter and the other characters and I feel like the more they do that the 
worse the show gets and the worse the show gets, the more they try to do that. I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, it could just be because I'm, I'm watching it all so closely. That's, that's one of the, that can be one of the pitfalls, uh, I think, of uh, binging a show is you kind of have to go through a lot in a short amount of time. Uh, it's not like, you know, watching a season as it comes out and then having to wait, you know, several months or a year sometimes for the next season like I am uh, I'm dying without any new Game of Thrones to watch but I've been able to knock back through the show again so when season 8 does come around I'll be good and ready but yeah Dexter it just gets kind of I don't know it gets, it gets really cheesy it's, it's really weird to see uh, a show about an emotionless serial killer this, this killer just keeps on just keeps on getting, you know, more and more, you know, personable and just building relationships with the characters. So it's like season one, Dexter is, you know, fully emotionless and just bland and just very clearly putting on a front. And then as, as it goes on, he becomes more and more invested in the other characters. And by season four, he's like full on about about like he's like he's got like full on like deep and complicated and you know intertwined relationships with the characters in the show his family his wife his kids and his sister but he he's still in his like voiceover plays plays off this this whole detached killer thing and I don't know maybe that's the point maybe the point of the show is that he uh no, no matter how much he kind of pretends to be a normal guy at, at his core, he still is just this this empty shell. And I don't know. It's oh, good shows have their ups and downs, so it's been uh, fun and interesting to watch. But yeah, it's, right now it's real bad. Uh, season four out of six. So hopefully five and six will pick back up. And then I don't know. After that, I'll probably just go ahead and watch. Gilmore Girls for no no never mind that's my that's my uh, resolution for the year let's let's see if I can make it through the year let's see if I can make it through 2019 without binging Gilmore Girls uh, I doubt I'll be able to but I'm willing to try if you guys are willing to watch that's gonna that's that's the plan I want you guys to hold me to it honor system if you hear me if anybody hears me say man I'm just gonna go home and watch a few episodes with the Gilmore Girls don't like don't like slap me don't don't like physically assault me but be like hey man why don't you do something else instead you said that you didn't want to you said you didn't want to binge it this year you said you didn't want to do that you wanted to change things why don't you try something else why don't you finally finish gossip girl well i can't finish gossip girl because chris sear spoiled the ending for me told me who gossip girl was just did it blatantly on air as if there aren't people out there that haven't seen it so now i'm still trying to wait and trick myself into thinking I don't know who Gossip Girl is so that I can finish the show and find out who Gossip Girl is. Uh, that's and that's one of the that, that's that's probably one of the biggest problems I've got right now. So yeah, things could be worse. It could always be better, but they could be worse too, so I'm thankful for that. Let's see, they're oh, they're doing a uh a documentary on Lifetime right now about uh, 
R. Kelly and all of his trifling ways, uh, which was surprising to me because I didn't, uh, not surprising that they would do a documentary. I just didn't realize that there were still, you know, in, in 2018, 2019, there were still people that, like, supported R. Kelly. He's, like, he's trash. He's disgusting. He he full on, like, he, this man full on married Aaliyah when she was 15. Falsified a birth certificate and just married her. Just like, and, and the, that's just the thing that happened. And now just every few years, somebody will come out of the woodwork and just be like, hey, did you guys hear about all this foul stuff R. Kelly did? And people will be like, what? No, I had no idea. That's crazy. Wow, I can't believe he would do that. That's disgusting. It's terrible. And But then, and, you know, it, and he does another chapter of Trapped in the Closet, and then we're right back on board. And here's the thing. You can, like, you can say that, like, you, you can say Trapped in the Closet is good without saying R. Kelly isn't, terrible like like you, there's a such thing as duality like you he's yeah yeah the man he's talented he, he makes good music uh but he's also he's also gross and needs to be put away and i don't understand why we're still like letting these people run wild and i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and pretend you know i'm perfect i'm sure there's uh artists out there celebrities whoever figures that i've that i've continue to support in some way maybe intentionally maybe unintentionally uh you know they've done you know terrible things i'm a proof of it uh and if you if you see me out there doing that call me out on it and i'll call you out on it and i'll call r kelly out fight me r kelly you know trash ass uh yeah but that's so it's surviving r kelly is the name uh of the documentary on lifetime uh, I think Thursday through Saturday, uh, so it'll, they'll probably have it streaming somewhere else that you can get a hold of it. Uh, they'll probably they'll probably do reruns of it before too long. Go go find it, check it out on TV, check it out online. Just look into it. Just you, just be informed. No, all of our favorites are problematic, but just make sure that you're aware of of, of what the problem is with them, and then you can make your own uh, decision. On that, I guess, but I, I think the decision's pretty clear on R. Kelly. Let's leave R. Kelly in 2018. Let's just just leave him there, unless he's going to be prosecuted for something. We don't need him. We don't need like yeah. Re Ignition remix is fun. There's plenty other fun songs that we can replace it with. You know, we 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 can find a way around this. You know. I love that song. I love to run in her hands through my throat. Yeah, it's it's fun, but it's not fun enough to you know support his nonsense. So find yourself a new throwback jam for 2019. There's so many good ones out there. You know, I'll try. I'll I'll cue some up uh, next week. See what I can find for everybody. Let's let's we'll get over this together. I'll we'll, we'll work together towards a common goal uh, of leaving Robert Kelly in 2018. Uh, also, let's uh, let's leave let's leave lit in twenty eighteen. Let's leave the word lit behind. It's it's over. It had a good run. It served its purpose. It had its time in the sun, but it's 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 done. It's over. It's just a a, a nothing word that 
doesn't really describe anything and I think these trend words have to kind of run their course and lit has absolutely uh, run its course so rest in peace to lit find yourself a new arbitrary way to describe things in in 2019 uh, or don't just keep saying lit who am I to, I'm not God I'm not your definitely not your father I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life do do what you want dog you're going to anyway but just continue, con, you know, continue uh, expanding that vocabulary, trying out some new things. Yeah, let's make sure that we leave uh, twenty nineteen better than we found it, because Lord knows we didn't do that with twenty eighteen. So let's let's make things right this year. Let's do it big this time, guys. It's gonna be a good year uh, for all of us. I'm excited for a lot of things happening this year. Gonna be a lot of content coming out. Uh, gonna gonna be kind of spreading the wings, testing the boundaries uh, as far as comedy goes, as far as the show goes, and other other types of performance I do, other other art forms. I'm, I'm really interested, excited, uh, and a little nervous to try out some new platforms. I expect a lot of uh, different collaborations with the variety of the incredibly talented people we have here in St. Louis and the the greater area. Uh, and it's it's gonna be a fun journey, and I'm looking forward to taking it with you. Uh, so happy New Year! And also, that's gonna be this is the only time like this episode is the only time I'm gonna say Happy New Year. Uh, I just don't think that's there's neither, I feel like there should be a, a cutoff date for saying it, but I know there's not. So this is January seventh is my cutoff date, the first week of the New Year. That's when you could say Happy New Year because you know you wouldn't just run around. If your birthday was on June 2nd and, and somebody came up to you on June 17th and told you happy birthday, you'd think you'd be like, that's my birthday was a while ago. Are you just very early for next year? Because otherwise you're just late. And that's not cool. So yeah, you, you've got a week to tell people happy new year. Uh, to, this is this is the end of it. And after that, it's just like, hey man, it's January. How are you doing? And they're like, I know it's January. I, I've got a, a calendar on my phone. And you, you don't have to be so hostile, man. I was just... That's just how I greet people now. Uh, but yeah, so hey guys, uh, it's January. Tune back in Tuesday through Thursday for Impolite Company Classic with Chris Sear. Uh, Friday for the Wind Down Friday with Yael Hollander and Annalisa Coker. And then jump back in with me next Monday for Impolite Company's The Lion's Den. Alright guys, keep it sleazy. Look, I just flipped the switch. Flip, flip. I don't know nobody else that's doing this. Body start to drop, ayy. Hit the floor. Now they wanna know me since I hit the top, ayy. This a rolling, not a stop. Watch, don't ever stop. This the flow that got the block hot. Got super hot, ayy. Give me my respect. Give me my respect. I just took it left like on Ambidex. I moved through London with the Euro steps. Ooh. 